It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. It is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA, hour number two. Joining us in studio, 8th District Representatives Brad Clifford and Matt Banky. Very much appreciate their time this afternoon. Uh, gentlemen, I want to start off with this question. And, and Representative Clifford, this is going to be a little close to you as you are an active deputy in the Benton County Sheriff's Department. A few years back, we passed this little thing called I-502. And uh, there were some stipulations in there that would allocate money to counties that approved uh, recreational marijuana in their areas. Um, Don't necessarily know if anybody knew how much or how little it was that was going to come in, but what we have found since 502 is that the state has probably enjoyed easily the lion's and maybe two lion's share worth of revenue. The costs to the Benton County Sheriff's Department for code enforcement, uh, watching out for illegal growth, so on and so forth, has, I think it would be fair to say, exceeded the amount of money that the county receives in its dispensation from the state. Has there anything? Has there been anything discussed in the legislature, or is there something potentially coming to try and balance um, what you could argue is an unfunded mandate because all the code enforcement and all of the uh, the attempts to protect the, quote, legal operators uh, under 502, you've got a lot of money going out to, to, to try and protect their interests where that money's not being funded back from the state in any way, shape, or form. Uh, is there a way to get this in balance somehow that the county will get a little bit more um, for, the sheriff's, for the sheriff's department's efforts? You know, there, there is a way, and there is talk in Olympia concerning I-502, um, but you're not going to hear it from me because I'm the deputy who's a school resource officer who sees on a regular basis the harmful, extremely harmful effects of this drug in young people's lives. I see the harmful effects of this drug in the lives of families who get addicted to this drug, which leads to other drug addictions. And I see the harmful effects of this drug to our society. The harmful effects far outweigh any benefit of tax dollars. I've said from the very beginning, I do not support the legalization of marijuana, nor will I ever, because I see all those harmful effects from, as I heard you guys in the previous hour, talking about mental health. The number one, there's two side effects, uh, primary side effects for marijuana, paranoia and psychosis. And it is prevalent in our society today. Why do we have such a, a growth of, of mental health problems in our society in the last three to four years? Why? I know why. It's blatantly obvious. So is there a possibility to more fairly share these monies? Sure, there is. Um, there's talk of that. But uh, to pursue something that is so damaging to our society to simply get another dollar in our state or county coffers, I'd rather just abandon the whole thing 
and go back to a safe society without the legalization of marijuana. That's my take on it. You asked me. I gave you an honest answer. Uh, well, I would expect no less. And, and don't get me wrong. I think you've you've been on this program enough times to know that uh, advocating for that is not necessarily something that, that we have ever done. Um, so maybe something has to change at the county level in yeah. order for uh, to begin to begin at the county level and follow the follow the path of Yakima County and uh, make a decision there to where you just go in and say, okay, enough's enough. And maybe if county by county, they begin to, as the attorney general said, I won't stand in the way. If county by county begins to revisit the situation and they begin to overturn their acceptance, then does that put pressure on the legislative body to revisit the initiative? Amen. Thank you. And, And every time that I've seen the county council, the Benton County Council, have a hearing on this matter, the line of people to testify goes out the door and down both ways of the hall because this is a subject matter that is near and dear to the citizens of Benton County. And many, I mean, I'm a school resource officer for the Finley School District, and the Finley citizens have risen up and said, we have had enough. We're sick and tired of the smell of the stuff. We're sick and tired of the effects that it's having on our community. And we want an end to it. And it's not just Finley area. It's around this county. So, um, yeah, I, I strongly encourage. And, that's, and I heard in your previous hour, what, what's the answer? What's the solution? The answer to the solution, no matter what the problem, is for the citizens of the state to rise up and say, we've had enough and we're not putting up with it anymore. We did not vote for this in Benton County, and we're not going to tolerate it anymore. We're talking with 8th District Representatives Matt Banky and Brad Clippert here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Uh, we left off in the last hour talking about the, the gun situation, the Second Amendment situation. Um, Representative Clippert, I want to get your thoughts on, on those that are ready to take effect that are going to affect uh, those legal gun owners here in the state of Washington. You know, I want to be, uh, how do I want to say this, courteous to you and not discourteous. I'm going to pause for just a second. I'm going to answer that question. But first, I'm hogging this airtime for a second. But I want to talk about my seatmate who's sitting to my left, Matt Binky. Matt Binky, and I'm getting tears in my eyes right now and emotional, was one of my biggest heroes this year. One of the, what, what does everybody want when they go to the legislature? They want to pass their first bill. They want their name to go down in history. Matt Binky was the prime sponsor on a bill that the majority party took sideways, backwards, every which way but loose, and made it a horrible bill. Matt Binky, the prime sponsor of his only bill in the legislature to have his name go down in history, his first year in office, said, I'm voting no on my bill because it's not what's best for the citizens of Washington State. So I just want to say the man sitting to my left, Matt Binky, was one of my biggest heroes this year, and he just did a great job. So since I'm hogging all the first part of the airtime, I want to say a great thing about about Matt Binky. And so real quick, repeat the question for me so I can get back to that. The the, the gun uh, initiatives and and legislation that's about ready to go into effect, we talked with Representative Binky a little bit towards the last hour about those. want to get your thoughts on them. So I just want to, my thoughts on that, and I want to praise some more people again. Um, I want to, wow, the sheriffs across Washington State and the law enforcement leaders, not just sheriffs, but police chiefs, who who made it well known to both the citizens of the state, the governor, and the attorney general, 
you can pass this this garbage all you want to, but it violates the Second Amendment, and I'm not going to force it in my law enforcement jurisdiction. And I called several of those people and told them how proud I was of them. Good for you. I heard a couple days ago you guys were talking about a recent decision about the Supreme that our Washington State Supreme Court made, and I heard somebody else say, "Well, the Supreme Court made that decision. Now we got to follow." Oh, hogwash! They're just people. They're people who made a mistake. They're they're part of the three legged stool for our um, system of both the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch. They're just one leg, and they said that somebody who lives and owns a business in Richmond, Washington, violated a law, even though the the U.S. Supreme Court said no. They said yes again unanimously. Well, okay, maybe that person violated the law, but that law violates the Constitution of the United States. So I say to the Washington State Supreme Court, you messed up. And we don't have to abide by something that you said has to happen when it violates the Constitution, which is the highest law of the land. So for all those sheriffs and and police chiefs who called and sent mailers and emails saying, I'm not going to enforce this law, good for you. And so we have some losses that uh, some decisions have been made by the legislature that violate people's constitutional right, their Second Amendment right to bear arms. And, uh, you know, some of that stuff that violates the Second Amendment, um, yeah, law enforcement agencies should not enforce it because it violates the highest law in the land. And number two, just know that you have uh, people there, like myself and Matt Binky, who are fighting, fighting for your constitutional rights, and we will not stop fighting for what's right. Let's take a quick time out here. Bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A with 8th District Representatives Brad Clippert and Matt Banky. Yeah, Representative Clippert in here with a cold more often. I know, seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have uh, more of the show after this. It's uh, brought to you in part, the hour is, by Perfection Tire with four Tri-Cities locations to serve you. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by McCary Meets in Basin City on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Pleased to have joining us in studio, 8th District Representatives, Matt Banky and Brad Clippert. Uh, Robin Ed hanging with you on a Tuesday afternoon. You can get a hold of us via email, bottom line, or uh, excuse me, at 610k1a.com. Twitter's bottom line 610-547-1610 is the phone number. Representative Clippert, you wanted to uh, discuss a little bit more on the Second Amendment situation in the state of Washington. Yeah, just concerning gun control. I love listening to this station. I love listening to you guys, the morning show, all that. But I get up very, very early in the morning to be in service as a as a deputy, and so Maybe there's not something on this channel that I listen to. So I listen to other stations, too. Imagine that. that, that that's okay. It's free country, man. It is America. It's not state-run radio. <laughs> so I, I was listening to another station the other day, and I, the, they were interviewing a former criminal gang member from L.A. who had done time for manslaughter and has totally turned his life around and is telling people what it's really like. And this former criminal gang member from L.A., who is now a great member of society and written a book, said to the listeners that day, said, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a law-abiding citizen, I strongly encourage you to get a weapon, to use your Second Amendment right, get trained how to use it to protect you and your family, because the criminal gangs out there will take 
anything and everything from you that they possibly can, including your life. So you need to be armed and able to protect yourself. And so... This is a test of the emergency alert system. The information signals you've just heard are a test of the emergency alert system. If this had been an actual emergency, you would have been given additional information on the emergency. This concludes this test of the emergency alert system. Representative Clipper, you were telling us uh, about a former gang member. And initially that he said, if you think for one minute that criminal gang members who do not obey the laws of the land are going to somehow obey your gun control laws, you are confused. It's simply not true. They are going to get the weapons they want to need under any means that they can possibly use, which is most of the time illegal means. So... Your Second Amendment rights, your First Amendment rights, your constitutional rights need to be stood on and they need to be protected. And you can count on the two men in this studio today who are your elected officials to do that very thing. And one of the things we want to look at, we want to take a look at the coming short session here in 2020. And, uh, you know, we know that we have a lot of laws on the books. We also know that it, there are times that many of our laws are amended just a little bit. RCWs get an extra line added to them. Uh, are there any things that are on your gentleman's radar for 2020 uh, as far as issues you want to tackle, things you want to try and roll back, um, or maybe amendments to current legislation that you uh, feel strongly about? Representative Banky, we'll start with you. I'll start with that one. Um, I was working a little bit on a data privacy bill that was coming out. To, we have so much data in our communities now that Microsoft, these large companies are tracking our every movement, including down to our children and what we eat, what we do uh, in our homes now. When you have an Alexa device or those Google Home devices, our smart cars are all tracking this data. And how that data is being then monetized and brought back to supporting these companies to make them bigger, stronger, and they're just taking advantage of that data and continue to go with a stretch to, I believe, into our privacy and how much is that going to go and how much are we going to allow that? And I believe we need to do a big pushback of drawing a big line in the sand and saying, here, enough's enough. And keeping the uh, citizens aware of what you can and cannot do on my watch and understanding how much data and by whom, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Microsoft, when they're tracking that, what are they doing it for and how they're monetizing it is one of the big ones. And now you've got the Echo available in new cars. Yes, exactly right. So it's just another element of, of, of what you just alluded to, data collection. Now it's going to be in your car as soon as you get in. Yeah, you talked about kind of jokingly that surveillance state. We've already, some people think we've passed that in that 1984 George Orwell and how we're into a surveillance state more than people realize. And how much do you give up and how much are we pulling back and what can we do and how we do it. And I, I believe in law enforcement. We need to have that. We need to have that on our ports and every, our embarkations and what we can do at the airports. And, and we're working with facial recognition software the right way to make sure it's done the right way. And the same thing with our data collection needs to be the same. Representative Clipper, what do you have on the agenda for 2020? Um, many things. Um, but let's just talk about one uh, for now anyway. Um, yesterday I met with um, a captain of the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. Um, he's with the Seattle Police Department. 
and we met about halfway yesterday, and and we talked about the needs for that uh, branch of law enforcement. First of all, let's talk about internet crimes against children. Internet, I mean, it's right there in the title. Internet crimes against children. We're talking children as young as children in diapers that are being sexually violated. And and I know your listeners don't want me to be any more graphic than that. And I talk to the detectives who are involved in this and say, I have to go home and wash my eyes out with soap every day from what I see out there on the Internet. So three things they asked me to help them work on for next this next year. There was a sexting bill last year, House Substitute House Bill 1742, that I fought against vehemently. It is horrific. I could spend the whole hour at least talking about how horrible that bill is. So he and I both sent letters to the governor asking him, please, please veto this bill. But the governor did not. Secondly, he said we need admin warrants. I brought some of their detectives to the Judiciary Committee this year so they could testify before the committee because when they see these horrific crimes against children and the people who perpetrate these crimes against children, they have to track them down and find out who they are. And so it takes months under the current system, and if we could use administrative warrants, we could do it much, much quicker and stop these crimes against children much faster. And then they said we need funding. We came before the legislature so that we can expand, have more law enforcement officers across the state to fight this, and the legislature did not come through for us. So that's one of the many things that that I will be working on to help protect our children in Washington State. Is it really that convoluted? It really is. And the, the, the saddest thing, and we talked about it yesterday, is the legislators who will not listen to us, that they will not listen to the fact that, or believe us, or, or care that these children are being so horrifically violated and step up and do something about it. That's what hurts the most. But let me guess. They'll put out a press release supporting somebody bashing on what's happening at the border, but yet they won't protect children in the state from being preyed on via the Internet. Correct. And and I, I go back to that previous thing that I said about the former criminal gang member from L.A. He praised our president that is in office right now for border control because he says they are coming across criminal gang members rampantly. And for him to try to stop them is a good thing. We welcome you into this country if you use the legal process. But if you come across that border illegally, you need to be stopped, according to that man who is a formal, former criminal gang member. You know, it, it just, it, 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 you guys have your hands full. We know that. I mean, we, we, we know anybody that is a lawmaker in eastern Washington has their hands full going over to Olympia. Gentlemen, thanks for your time. Thanks for the fight. We know it's a hard one and it's a big hill to climb. Um, but we appreciate you looking out for our interests over in Olympia. Can I just say, I appreciate being a freshman legislator, having a mentor like uh, Brad and Senator Brown that's out there. That We have a great team in the 8th District, and I know a couple in the 16th as well. So we're holding strong what we can, and then trying to move that needle a little bit more over in the other districts to show them the way. So appreciate hopefully, all the support. Hopefully you get some help soon in that in that battle. Representatives Matt Banky and Brad Clipper from the 8th Legislative District, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us this afternoon. Take a quick time out. Come back with more on the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA.
And this hour brought to you in part by Ben Franklin Transit. Going new places, visit them at bft.org. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. This is the bottom line, News Radio 610, KONA, on this Tuesday afternoon. Ed Dawson, Rob Francis, and joining us uh, on the phone is Neil Harmon. And Neil is a, the CEO of Vid Angel, a uh, company that uh, has come up with some filtering services for streaming devices. And uh, we appreciate uh, you joining us, uh, Mr. Harmon. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the, the idea behind VidAngel. Well, thanks for having me on, Ed. Uh, VidAngel is a streaming app that lets you skip and mute uh, objectionable content from popular movies and TV shows in the privacy of your own home. For example, like you could skip over graphic violence in... Um, Oh, shoot. I just spaced it. There's a movie. Um, ah, I spaced the movie. A lot of people use it to watch Game of Thrones without rape scenes. Other people will watch just any random movie because they don't want to experience some of the content. Uh, maybe it creates PTSD for them. So a lot of people use the VidAngel app for various reasons. So uh, what was what was the genesis behind it? Uh and you personally, uh, just tired of having to, to sit through that? <laughs> well, I grew up in a, uh, a, a, a family out in the middle of nowhere in Idaho. And um, and four of us brothers, when we started having young children, we just uh, started talking about, hey, we love content. Maybe if we made some technology that would allow us to skip a few things, we could share more content with our kids and um and ourselves and uh so we so we built it because we wanted it for ourselves and we did a little research to find out whether other people wanted it we found about half of american parents felt the same way as we did and so we said this is a good market opportunity let's go after it and what has been the response the response has been fantastic we um we uh have had outpourings of gratitude from parents from all over the country and um and uh over you know over a million uh, uh people signed up and used the service to watch their their um uh movies and tv shows and and um you know we just we really feel like it's a service that's needed um but the response has also been not so good from uh the studio system and uh, hence the lawsuit that we're embroiled in. Well, let's talk about that. I, I imagine that uh, Hollywood, just the, the overarching Hollywood label, and meaning, you know, TV, movies, the, the whole uh, entertainment industry, probably doesn't like the fact that you have created something that messes with their product. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they... Uh, the the most powerful people within Hollywood are the directors and Disney, and um, and the, the directors don't like their art changed without their permission, 
And so when a family decides to skip something in their home, the directors don't like that to be something that VidAngel can help the family do. Um, and uh, this battle has been going on for decades, and we took up the baton, and 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 uh, they're very, very powerful. So uh, we have not fared well in the litigation. The Is the argument, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the argument that if people don't like what we are producing, then they don't have to uh, consume it. They can they can change the channel. They can you know not go to the movies or 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 simply just boycott Disney or anybody else. So the the studios are smarter than making that argument because they know American families want this. Um, they make sophisticated copyright arguments. And they did so when they shut down a dozen companies uh, over a decade ago. And that's what they've done with VidAngel. And essentially, if somebody figures out a way to do this to where it's really easy to use and families like using it, um, then Hollywood is going to step up to the plate and um, use the the power of their copyright to uh, ensure that it doesn't go anywhere. So where are we as far as uh, the litigation uh, goes? Uh, We just finished a jury trial that went last week, uh, one of the most exhausting weeks ever. Um, We fought really well. We testified well um, and told our story to the best of our ability. And then the jury decided um, to um, award damages to Disney of... um, $62 $62 million. How do you make a case for VidAngel or any similar products, if there are any other uh, products along this line? And how do you how do you argue against the, the like you said, the very large companies that are, are looking at it from a copyright standpoint, which is a very serious matter, we all know that, versus something that you and many other Americans feel is a is a good product that is uh, that 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 people want how do they how can you make that argument that by blocking you you're infri- they're infringing on your abilities to operate a business well, well that's what we've tried to do we've tried to make the argument that the Family Movie Act and Fair Use protect VidAngel, that we increase their movie sales, that there is no harm done to them, and uh, we have data to back up that argument. Um, but it would take a long time to explain all of the legal maneuvers and moves that the studios have done to hide the real story uh, so that they can wipe out our company, and <clears throat> and the company that's owned by eight thousand American families. That that, that that American families are the ones who who back VidAngel to fight this fight for them, and uh, we've done so to the best of our ability, and we intend to continue. Uh, we feel like there were a number of errors made during trial by the judge um, that are appealable errors and reversible errors. And uh, we hope to be heard and 
um, to have another chance to either reduce the, the damages or to uh, retry the trial. Um, so um, we haven't given up, but uh, it looks pretty bleak um, at this stage. Well, if people would like to learn more about your company, uh, not only the products, uh, the, the product that uh, that we're talking about, uh, but also more and maybe if be supportive in, in your fight, where do people go to get that information? There's a couple of things that you can do. Uh, we have some of our own content that we're producing based off of the decisions that families make. We learn from the families of what they want, and we've produced a a, a stand-up comedy series called Dry Bar Comedy, which you can get on the VidAngel app or on the Dry Bar Comedy app. And we also just uh, started a TV show called The Chosen, which is now rated 9.7 out of 10 on IMDb. And you can find The Chosen, uh, the, the pre-release version of The Chosen, at thechosen.tv. That's thechosen.tv. So um, we appreciate support uh, using the service. Um, you know, just being a customer helps us out and, uh, we'll continue this fight. And, um, if, uh, we're, a, we, we pray that where a door has closed, a window will open. Um, and, um, and then I would just say that at the end of the day, families need to just be very careful and, and, uh, and with their own media choices, regardless of whether this, uh, freedom is protected long-term. VidAngel CEO Neil Harmon, uh, we really appreciate you taking time uh, and uh, talking to us a little bit about not only the product, uh, but also uh, what uh, what your company is going through right now. Thank you, Ed, for uh, doing this interview, and I wish you the very best. Ditto. Let's uh, take a time out. 547-1610 if you'd like to join the conversation. 509-547-1610. Be back uh, to wrap up the show. This hour brought to you in part by Bunch Finnegan Appliance and TV. Stop in today at 9 East Columbia Drive in Kennewick. place that cares what you think call in now 509-547-1610 presented by mccary meets in basin city this is the bottom line news radio 610 k-o-n-a ed dawson rob francis and you 547-1610 509-547-1610. Again, uh, a programming note coming up in about, oh, 10 or 11 minutes from now. Uh, we'll be joining a ABC News special coverage of President Donald Trump's announcement from Orlando, Florida, uh, where it is uh, widely speculated that he will be announcing his uh, run for re-election. Mike Pence will be there. Uh, and and whatnot. It's also the subject of our poll question on Twitter at bottom line six ten. Um, what do you think the chances of a second Trump term will be? Very simple for that. 
547 you want to get involved? Uh, loaded show today. A lot of stuff to talk about. Yep. A lot of stuff to touch on. But we want to kind of end things on a lighter note. Do we? Okay. Well, considering. We had some heavy stuff. We had some heavy stuff today. We want to end things on a lighter note. We're going to. We're going to go north. Ah, uh, yes. We're going to go north to, to Ed's Ed's home country. Yeah. His home city. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah. Where um, they were trying to do the um, overly environmentally conscious thing of banning plastic bags. Well, it's not a shock because, yeah. uh, you know, the, the prime minister has already said that wants to do away with them in another, whatever, year or two, handful of years. Now, they're not governors of the provinces. They're premiers, right? Premiers, yes, right. Of, the so, pro- of the provinces. And yes. we know that the premier... But basically the same concept as, as a governor yeah. would be, yes. We know the premier in British Columbia and Governor Jay Inslee are tight. They, uh, they, they see things you know, pretty much eye to eye. They're a little upset about the transatlantic pipeline, which Governor Trudeau or, or Prime Minister Trudeau signed off on. They're not real thrilled about that, but you know uh, that's what happens. It's called the economy, baby. Um, but in Vancouver, they were trying to ban plastic bags, and there was a store that thought it would be a really good idea to try and shame you into not using plastic anymore. Bring in your... ind- an independent grocery yes. store. It's not a chain yes. or anything like that. An independent grocer. Uh, the East West Market uh, in yes. Vancouver, and to help shame you into thinking more ecologically friendly. Yes. Now, here's a funny thing: they want you to bring your own reusable bag, right? And for a lot of people, that's the that's the canvas bags. Yeah. The the burlap bags. Yeah. Which, if they're not uh, if they're not maintained properly could spread bacteria throughout an entire store and get everybody sick. Well, let's not talk about that. That's, no. that, that's not part of the narrative. We don't want to, yeah, we don't want to talk about that because it's not plastic. I mean, disease isn't plastic. It's just disease. Um, but they want you to bring those reusable bags in. And so in order to do that, they tried to shame people by giving you plastic bags that they uh, kind of came, well, they, they would give you a bag to shame you. Let's uh, there. There is a piece of this I want to get out there because it's an important piece. The grocery store had originally, you know, in, a, in an effort to get people away from plastic bags, put a five cent surcharge on the plastic bags. Where have we heard that before yeah. in Washington and Oregon? It didn't work. The extra fee didn't work. So the next step was to discourage people from taking bags they had regular plastic bags printed up with messages on them like adult video emporium, wart ointment, wholesale, things like that that would keep people from wanting to carry these bags around because they had embarrassing things. on. You know, who wants to carry around a plastic bag that says adult video emporium? Well, they miscalculated on that much like they did on the five cent surcharge. In fact, the bags that included such phrases as the colon care co-op became popular. People were coming from all around to get one of those bags. Why? Because they thought they were funny. 
and unique. And now they can't keep them in their store. The plastic bags with the quote-unquote embarrassing phrases have become a cult classic in the city of Vancouver. So wait a second. Is the market looking for more plastic bags to give out? <laughs> yeah. What, so wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, 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 stop. Let me back up here. The goal was to shame you into stop using plastic. Uh-huh. They've run out of the bags. Uh-huh. So you would think they would stop giving out the bags. Nope. They've but ordered looking, more. They've ordered more. So wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Let me see. Give me an H. <laughs> Give me a Y. Give me a P. Give me an O. Give me a C. I think you know where we're going here. Hypocrisy. It rolls so easy off the tongue. Unbelievable. We want to shame you into not using paper or plastic. We run out of the plastic bags that we were using to shame you, but they're so popular and we're making so many nickels that we're ordering more. Because capitalism is alive and well in socialist Canada. While while they are tending to this newfound popularity in the plastic bags, they are also moving on to those reusable cloth bags that you mentioned and putting shaming phrases on those. I don't know if that's, I mean, that's a double-edged sword. I guess now they're thinking, well, people like the shaming shameful phrases so let's put them on the reusable plastic ba- or reusable uh, fabric bags in hopes that more people will use them and they'll have things like this bag will probably choke a seagull whale killer i don't care about the environment but it won't because it's a cloth bag that's right so so they've just like they've, they've lost all the momentum with doing it on a cloth bag uh-huh. and, and let's be honest people will pay a nickel for a plastic bag that says this will choke a seagull, because we know a cloth bag won't. Well, maybe it could. It could. Sure. But nobody's going to pay twenty bucks for the same thing. Well, that is so. I guess they. I guess they've they've thrown up their hands and said, if you can't beat them, join them. If they're going to be so popular because of their shaming phrases, they might as well make a buck out of it. And and try to and and try to at least put more of the uh, more environmentally friendly bags into circulation. It, it's a crazy it's a crazy story. It seems the way this is broken down is they did this to to try and make a point. Revenue went up because you buy something to put into a plastic bag. Uh-huh. You're not just coming in to buy a bag for a nickel. No, you're shopping in the store that has the cool plastic bags yeah. with with with, with non politically correct statements. No, let's go over and check it out. Oh, I'm going to buy enough stuff to get ten of them. That's right. So it's another fifty cents on top of what you bought. So the market's seeing a revenue Those bags increase. Are cool, right? Because of the bags, but you can't put non-environmentally friendly statements on a cloth bag because it's an environmentally friendly bag. Not a not a non-disease friendly bag, mind you. Maybe they should put on the bag, this bag could spread the plague. No, that'd probably be even more popular. This bag could contain norovirus. I, I just want to reiterate, as our, as our time is running out, at the beginning of this story, the biggest point to all of this, aside from the colossal failure of this independent grocery store, is that charging money for plastic bags is not going to stop people from using them. No. 
I don't know if anybody was taking note, but that was what they found out in Vancouver. Don't eat the vegetables that come out of this cloth bag. <laughs> That's all for the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA.